from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo, here's your host, Steve. Welcome to the Bleed Blue Show. The Dojo Podcast, a little technical technical difficulties that uh, we're going to get on right now. I know we've got a game in session. That's where, that's why we're on here for about 30 minutes. Uh, Subway Series versus the Mets again. The Yankees uh, just trying to survive the month of August, man. And you guys already know, hearing what we have to say, and, and the Yankees is following them series to series since the uh, All-Star break, the West Coast trip. Uh, I mean, St. Louis, Seattle, then, uh, of course, coming back, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, uh, also uh, Toronto. Uh, shoot, we almost got swept by Toronto. Uh, I didn't think we were going to win the series. I mean, I didn't think we were going to win the game in that series, but let's talk about it, man. We don't have much time to despair here on the dugout pockets, live-looking live versus the Mets. And you got Carl and Jimmy with us, man. Carl, what's up, man? How you doing, man? How's everything? What's going on, brother? Um, things have pretty oh, much man. changed from last week. As we talked about, we kind of foresaw this. I mean, at least I did, um, in terms of what was going to happen this week. And they were kind of lucky that they even won one of those games this week out of the other seven. I agree. I, I was actually shocked that we won Sunday. I was expecting it to be swept. <laughs> Shout out to Crow. We'll get into it, man. And Jimmy, hey, man, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, good, 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 man. You know this game so far. This game so far against the Mets looking good. DJ and Judge, the 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 thing, man. I I I like it, and I I like the game. Uh, I I I like the game yesterday too. It was nice to it was nice to see us get back on a winning track, man. I would have said winning track. That was only one. That was just one game, Jimmy. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, you know. Um, I was just glad we didn't get. Uh, swept out of uh, almost damn near the homestand with the Mets coming up. But uh, Carl, let's go back to you and get to Jimmy. Uh, I mean, this is is bad. I, one win is not going to cut it. They're losing. Like I mean, they're getting they were getting smoked by Toronto, and that's the team I feared in the division all year long. Round anyway, I didn't think they played their best baseball. But guys getting hurt. I don't even know the status of Stanton. Uh, Cole had a botched uh, performance again. Uh, how's everything uh, as far as – put it like this. Is there anything in the losing snide in these series that actually surprised you? I mean, there's things you kind of already called out, but what about the things you you didn't anticipate that's kind of, you know, part of the, the worst record, what, since the All-Star break? What this team was up? So nothing has totally surprised me. Uh, so far in this situation. Uh, If we're looking for things that we are uncovering um, on a day-to-day basis, I would say three out of every five starts have been, have been good. Um, From the Cortez start, uh, the last two Herman starts, I'm coming in tonight, um, trying to think of who else. Uh, Tyone even has pitched relatively well in the stretch of time. So if you, if you want to look at it from the perspective of, hey, listen, 
if the team continues to give high quality starting pitching efforts, that is sort of like a, a, a portion of the battle won right there. After that, unfortunately, um, from the you know the bullpen issues and another injury now uh, from from what I from what I understand and the issues with the offense. Uh, unfortunately, I don't really think they're issues. I just think that that's just what they are. Um, you know, if you if you subscribe to the idea that they are underperforming offensively, you would then have to conclude that the catcher, the second baseman, the shortstop, the third baseman, whomever is playing one of the outfield spots should be doing better than what they are. The history of those five positions and those five players and the last two seasons of data would indicate that they are pretty much performing right about what they should be, which is either average or below that. And if you're expecting them to, I guess, quote unquote, turn it around, there is almost nothing in their history in the last two years to suggest that that is going to happen. So from that standpoint, they're going to be kind of stuck over-relying on Judge, Rizzo, and fill-in-the-blank player here. I guess it would be Stanton until he returns. But right now he's been, off, I think, off the shelf for, what, was it two and a half weeks now, three weeks? Is that the exact number? You guys can probably check that. And when you are over-relying on those three players, and one of those players happens to be having a historic season that was due for somewhat of a, a either a light regression or B teams just electing not to pitch to him because there's nobody of, of high quality behind him. Well, you're kind of going to get what you're going to get, which is what I think it's for what 20, I think it's 25 runs in the last 12 games. Like if you average 2.2 runs a game, I'm not totally sure what you want me to do with that. You, you're probably, you have a team that does that. I'm probably going to tell you, you're going to lose like 85% of the time. So you have that. And then, like, the five – they basically – they have essentially lost, like, their five best bullpen arms right now. Like, you know, I, at this point, you know, if we're going to argue whether or not a certain guy should be pitching in these games, like, we're talking about, like, the sixth best relief pitcher at this point. Like, that you can't win like that. Shout-out to Carl, man. Let's go to Jimmy and get his thoughts. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what are your thoughts on um... – you know this. You know the ALE series with the Rays and the Jays. Even looking at the best series, as far as what are you looking as far as you say we're getting back to winning, but I know that's just one game out of each series. I would have called that winning. How can we sustain winning series again? And it would be a good start versus the best, but this is a tall task. What are, What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It is. A, it is a tall task just because. Uh, just because you know the Metro team that the Metro Metro team that you know let's be real they've been doing they've been doing they've been doing amazing lately and uh, you know yeah you know so I, I was I was wondering how this game was gonna go especially with especially what you know the matchup you know Matt Serger against Domingo Herman but it looks pretty it looks pretty good right now um, as far as the rest of our pitching goes the only one the only one of our starters I'm really worried about that I hope gets it together is, yeah, you know Garrett Cole. He hasn't really he he hasn't really been himself. <laughs> you know you know the last couple of starts. I mean, I mean Garrett Cole is not a guy that usually gives a 
they usually give up three home runs right away. You know, you know, like a, you know, you know like a three-run shot right away. He, he usually doesn't do that. So, I mean, we, we need Garrett Cole to be better. I mean, as far as far as everybody else, I think, I, I, I think everybody else is doing okay. Like, I mean, Cortez, Cortez is getting back to himself a little bit. You know, Herman's her doing good. So, like, everybody else. Everybody else is pretty good. So, like, as far as uh, as far as series go, we just have to keep we we just have to keep finding ways to you know win series now because you know like we're getting towards we're we're getting towards you know the the end of August and you know we really need a better we really need a better September to keep our to to, to keep our lead safe. So, the, the, those are my thoughts there. So I'm I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping for a good win starting tonight. So we we need as many. Oh, say that last part. You got cut off. Say that last part one more time. Uh, huh? Oh, I just said we need as many we need as many wins as we can get, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I I gotta push back a little bit, Jimmy. Uh, I, I just don't see where you say everybody's just doing okay, like. I'll, I'll go back to Tampa Bay game, the last game of the series where we could have lost in extra innings and Donaldson hits the uh, walk-off grand slam. And those are those small percentage chances of the home run working working in our favor, even after being down in extra innings. Uh, we could have lost that game, but we won. So they can't take the kudos or whatever. So the reason why I bring that up is so you said, okay, an emotional – Come from behind, victory, walk off, grand slam, now enters uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and the first game where you, you know, we needed a very strong performance out of Montez, Montez again, and the and guy gives up like like five six runs. I remember like going to the bar over the weekend and just the Yankees are already down in games. It just feels like every time I go watch the Yankees, um, oh, as a late. Like they're just down in games, and the the pitching, the starter pitching wise, uh, you know, to call what it, what Carl alluded to, they are what they are. Same thing with the hitting, but the pitching puts us so much in the hole, and lack of power or not, you know, you always talk about blaming things on certain players like Joey Gallo or Stan if they're not in the lineups or if they're in the lineups. But a lot of these guys have been in the lineups. Uh, what Bentiendi outside of the game. Uh, Sunday delivering uh, his batting percentage has dropped almost twenty points coming over. Um, I, I just say uh, pitching wise, um, it's just it's just an eyesore. I didn't think it was going to be this bad, but it really hurt. it's a, it's twofold on, on on both the bats. Are. Number one, um, your key arms are unavailable. And I saw, I think I saw a report today about Britt, Britt, uh, Zach Britton getting into a rehab. Uh, so it's kind of like you can't really count on his arm because in baseball, of course, you got to be in a groove. You got to you gotta have built some consistency. It's a lot of mental training goes into that, uh, especially being out all year. Uh, a lot of the arms in the bullpen, like Castro, Severino, just not there or available. Not to say they were going to be the difference makers, but I'm just saying they're just arms in general. Uh, making up for the loss of Michael King was already big enough, and it's showing it, it's rearing his ugly head. And to be up eight games, Carl, I'll go back to you. To be up eight games in the standings uh, right now uh, versus the Mets, 
who I think, honestly, I mean, if you was to ask me, I think we lose two out of three to the Mets. I, I, the way the Mets have been playing, they have the starting pitching. They have a lot of mojo uh, with, with Diaz coming out the pen, the hitting. They're just fun. They're a fun team to watch. I'll just be honest. You know, uh, I don't look at them like they're just the other team from New York. I just, you know, I always look at the other team in the New York that's opposite of the teams I root for. Just another team. I don't really put much thought outside of you know other fans want to you know talk about it, fan fanfare, uh, bladder and stuff like that, but. I think we lose two out of three to the Mets. Now, I say all this to say is I don't think this is – I mean, I would love this to be the series where we could sort of turn it around, but then you got this West Coast trip. And I think you could actually get some games out of that. Oakland's terrible. And I think Anaheim or Los Angeles of Anaheim, you could have your way with them. The schedule does get a little bit softer, even if it is West Coast. I just want to see some uh, – I guess you could say confidence going into the West Coast game so we could maybe pick up another game, maybe two. I got to see who Tampa Bay and Toronto play while we're on the West Coast. But what are your thoughts as far as strategy uh, getting out of this Mets series? Don't fear the Mets. I just think the Mets are playing better, and they are the better team up until this point right now. What are you looking at And then, as far as even going into next week? What are your thoughts? Oh, they, whoops. oh, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, there we go. I apologize. I had myself on mute. No, okay. um, you know, yeah, yeah. They only played the Mets twice, so they they at least get they at least get to save themselves a game uh, in terms of that. Um, but we talked about this last week that I think we have to just kind of take everything and look at this at the standings on Labor Day because of the the sort of fluid fluid nature of of the games between Toronto, Tampa, and, and the Yankees. Um, yes, the Yankees will be going on the road this weekend to face these quote-unquote lesser teams. The issue right now is that the Yankees' offense is not at a high enough level to just sort of beat down these other poor teams. It's kind of, there's, it's, it's, they have leveled off. So let's say they're playing. They're going to play in Oakland for four games. In a in a in a past life, a dominant Yankees offensive team would at least win three games out of the four in Oakland. A compromised offensive team, no matter how bad Oakland is right now, is not going to be able, I don't believe, to separate themselves enough. So what's going to happen is, this is what I'm sort of projecting: the games are going to be close this weekend. There's not going to be seven to one or six two. I, I don't. I don't foresee that happening. But the games are going to be sort of up in the air at, by by around the seventh inning, and then you kind of get yourself into a position where you don't want to be in a spot where you're at the mercy of being walked off, essentially. And that is my fear. As I'm looking at, while the Yankees are in Oakland, Toronto is facing the Angels, who the Yankees will play after they finish up with Oakland. And Tampa Bay is facing the Red Sox. And then when the, Yankee, when the Yankees are playing the Angels, the, the Blue Jays are playing the Cubs. And Tampa Bay is facing, let me see, they are facing uh, Miami. So oh, the schedule for, so the schedule for really for all three. 
Yeah, so the schedules really for all three teams over the next week are pretty much even. So, yeah, but yeah. the only difference is the only difference is is that Toronto has all their games at home and the Yankees have all their games on the road. So, that is the that is the, that that is the issue. So, if I was to project out of those uh, let's say out of the next let's say seven games after after the, the Yankees finish at the Mets, is it conceivable that the that the Yankees go four and three? Or I don't know if Otani's pitching when they when they go to L, when they go to L A. So we don't know. We'll have to see about that. Can, you would hope you would sign up right. I mean the Yankees would sign up four and three right now if you can give it to them. But five and two would be the best thing you can get. Toronto needs to be able to win about five or six games. You know, shrink a game off the schedule. That's why yesterday's game was so huge. Because if yesterday's game had gone the other way, now you're looking at seven. We've targeted the number of, what, six or five going into Labor Day. It would just be on Toronto to win two, basically, you know, two games over the next two weeks more than the Yanks to to cut the gap. But because they didn't get that victory, they kind of have to hope for some other things in play, which would be like tonight's game and tomorrow's game. So I think as as we look at it going in between now and next week, guys, I think both teams will probably be in the same position um, between now and next Monday. That's what I would. That's what I would project. And also, to add on, if you want to, uh, after the trip, well, after the trip, the trip continues just like the last time the Yankees were on the road trip when they went to St. Louis, Seattle, across country back to Boston, where uh, you've got Oakland, L.A. or you know Anaheim, and then Tampa Bay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's Tampa Bay, like you said, as far as play, who they play, they're going to be waiting for the Yankees. They they knew they kind of like – that's a team that's not going anywhere. They're just solid fundamentally, small payroll, and they don't fear the Yankees, and they feel like they could be within striking distance Labor Day, like you said. This could get really fucking interesting, man. I mean, it's already interesting now, if you ask me. What are your thoughts is – uh, if, if all these teams serve Paul while we are on our trip, where Tampa is actually going to be waiting on the Yankees. At the end well, of Tampa Rose. Bay, so, yeah, well, no, I mean, no question. Listen, Tampa Bay has the pitching advantage throughout up and yeah. down the roster. It was interesting. It was interesting. I think it was Coney that mentioned during the broadcast last week. Um, if you look at Tampa Bay's peripherals between this season and last season, obviously Tampa won 100 games last season, and they're only 10 games over 500 this season. The only difference between last year's team and this year's team is that for whatever reason, Tampa Bay's offense is just not hitting home runs. They were, I think, either first, second, or third last year. Sorry, buddy. And they're like 25th or 26th in the league this year. That is the only difference between last year's team and this year's team with the same players. So if Tampa Bay gets the home runs to turn around, it's very conceivable that they go on a run here these last, 30 or 40 games of the season and make up a sizable amount of ground because they do have the pitching in the bullpen that can sustain that. Yeah, definitely. And you're right. I can't correct it. It is only a two-game series. That's for whatever reason. I thought it was a three-game series. But, hell, we, taking a split versus the Mets at this point, the way we've been playing is actually a moral victory at this point. Get a split versus the Mets. At home. Jesus Christ. Jimmy, anything else you'd like to add? You saw your boy just go uh, yard. Uh, get another home run. Uh, he was in the slump, but you know Scherzer um, came back a little bit, a little once in a while, too many times for that fastball right on Judge's a sweet spot to hit the right field. But 
I mean, who else would like to see get going? I mean, I think we all would like to see everybody get going, man. But anything else you'd like to add, Jimmy, on this game versus the Mets? And we'll go on to the final thoughts after that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, uh, like I said, the game is looking good right now, and uh, I'm I'm just hope I'm I'm just hoping I'm just hoping for a win tonight. You know, we 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 gotta start win we gotta start winning uh, we 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 gotta start winning sometime soon, and it's gotta start now. <laughs> the Mets will be a good series to do it against. <laughs> All right, well, while we got you, any final thoughts, man, before we go to Carl and as we wrap up, anything else you'd like to add, Jimmy? Um. Yeah, well, I mean, as far as the as far as the other series go, that as far as the other series go that we have, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I think we're I I I think we're gonna go four and three because uh, you know, you know, Otana, Otani, you know, if if he is pitching against us, you know, we don't know, but if he is, I mean, uh, I'm not really worried about him because like he hasn't, you know, pitching wise, he hasn't been uh, he 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 hasn't been the same Otani that he's been. So I mean, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna have a problem with him. You know, we we just have to uh, we just have to win as many games as we can. You know, and and try try to beat these uh, try to beat these lesser teams and you know keep our lead, man. Uh, let, let, let's go Yankees all day. All right, man. Cool. Thank you very much, man. Shout out to you, Jimmy. Uh, live looking versus the Mets. And Carl, final thoughts uh, as we wrap up uh, on this team and. Uh, it's been disappointing in the homestand, but I don't think we're necessarily surprised. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just rough to watch, man. I think that's the best way I can explain it. Man, what are your final thoughts on this? Yeah, what happened yesterday um, when Manoa hit Judge and Garrett Cole was wanting to play the role of cowboy coming out of the dugout? That man does not want smoke. Come on. Like, what was the fake tough guy thing that he was trying to pull yesterday? That man has never in his career ever been in a situation like that when it comes to, when it comes to either drilling a batter and then trying to basically challenge, you know, other, other guys. I was watching that. That, that. that was so staged. It was just like, come on, man. Like, like don't, 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 don't try to fool anybody with that. That, that chapped me the wrong way. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. You know what? Let me go back to Jimmy one one one, one quick time, and I'll come back to you. Jimmy, I, I should have did this. I, I should have asked you in your final thoughts. I'm gonna go back to you since you're still on with us again. I wanted you to give us a thoughts on uh, the you know the Paul O'Neill retirement, and the same thing from Paul uh, from Sunday. Uh, 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 oh, 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 yeah, that was. Uh, I, I, I thought I thought that was incredible. You know the way the crowd reacted. You know, seeing seeing everybody wear. Seeing seeing the stadium wearing his jersey and you know, ch- you know, ch- chanting his name on the roll call that was that that was incredible. So I mean, they they de- they definitely did a legend the right way there. I I, I thought it was awesome. Right. Paul O'Neill was one of the greatest greatest to play greatest to play the game in our time. So I I was happy to see that. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Jimmy on that. Thank you very much for adding that. I, I forgot should have asked you that originally on the last thought. Man. Shout out to Jimmy. Thank you very much. And what were your thoughts on the uh, retirement of Apollo O'Neill? I remember you know, when Yankees acquired him uh, from the Reds. And he, I thought he really uh, – I mean, he was always a solid player with them, but when he came to the Yankees, man, uh, they helped especially with those championship teams and uh, just a solid outfield out there in right field, man, that, that – that that swing, that looping swing of his, I, I always see that in my head. Man. 
<laughs> well, you know, it, it, I was, you know, 21 years to retire as numbers a very long time. Um, <laughs> you know, usually, you know, usually your greatest players kind of get their, you know, numbers retired and plaques and all that other stuff a lot sooner than that. So, I mean, I guess better late than never uh, in his particular case. Um, obviously, he was adored by the fans uh, the entire time. Um, the ceremony, the first, I would say, like the first, like 30, 40 minutes was a little weird because of the fact that, you know, they basically had to separate O'Neal from everybody else um, for, you know, the, you know, let's just say medical reasons. I'll just, I'll just term it like that. Um, and then I guess at the end, it, it was kind of a free-for-all. Um, but, you know, good, good, good for him. Uh, clearly, the Yankees have enough plaques. Um, you know, the, the Yankees are not out of flax to give out. So let's put it that way. Um, I'm pretty sure that I don't know who I don't know who the next one's going to be. I think they've run out of guys. Um, I don't know if they've have they done Pettit yet. I think that might be the next one probably. Yeah, you, you definitely. Yeah. If you got O'Neill, you got to get Pettit. You know, yeah. you have to. So I'm. So they'll they'll make more space out there for uh, for, more, for for more flax and more. You know, Ring of Honor. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if the, I don't know who who the next jersey is going to be. Re- oh. I think well, Jeter was the did last they get, one. Did they get? Now, yeah. Did they get? Did they? They already got Posada by now. I, I mean, there's so many of them. I, I don't know for sure. Um, I don't so remember. Thing, like if they, the fact that they would, if if that were the case, like they would have already gotten the Posada who he who retired like ten years after O'Neill did. Which, and, you know, so I don't, I don't. That's why. That's why the the twenty year wait seems a little odd as to. You know, if they were going to retire as somebody, you figured that it probably would have happened in the first, like, 10 years of his retirement, not 20 years after he left. I, I, I hear you. Here's the, cra- the irony of what you're saying. In different sports, saying, you know, one of our teams, the Giants, like, they got uh, – I was watching the Giants, uh, the, you know, last night, and they were going to do uh, running back Joe Morris. He ain't played since the 80s. And I was like, damn, that's kind of a longer time than O'Neal, you know. But I guess when it's your time, it's your time. But yeah, I thought you – know, here's the one thing I do like about it, Carl, a little bit and as we wrap up. 20 years is a long time, but sometimes I, I don't mind. I think 20 is a little too long. I thought it would have been a little bit sooner. But, some, you know, some of these teams in baseball or just in sports, man, I mean, the guy could be a little bit above average, not, maybe, maybe not necessarily Hall of Fame level. And some of these guys from these other teams, they be getting their numbers retired so quick. And I, he's, and I'm be thinking to myself, I'll have to get some examples. I'll bring in next Monday. I can't think. Of, I can think of some guys in my head, but some of these guys around baseball, not named the Yankees, they get their numbers t- retired quick, like because maybe the team is not as, pressed, you know, you know, you know, as far as you know, Yankees are a very successful franchise. So they've had a lot of great players come through their. Uh, the system, the, the the franchise for the last hundred years or whatever. But some teams, they they put them out real fast. And you know, I thought it was a little longer for Paul O'Neill. I don't know if it had any any uh, uh, goodwill him broadcasting these Yankee games. Maybe upped it a little bit. I don't know. But that, I, I thought that was kind of odd, a little bit. But you know, he was a solid Yankee. I give him that. I give him that. I mean, then, well, I mean, the team that, that that's down here has only retired five numbers um, in his career. Yeah. That's it. Um, Pudge Rodriguez, obviously well-deserved. Nolan Ryan, well-deserved. Uh, Beltre, who's got 3,000 hits. All right, you, all right, I'll give that to him. And then the other two are Michael Young, who played his whole career with the Rangers, and Johnny Oates, the manager, who, who led him to the playoffs three times in, in the 90s. Like, those are the only retired numbers that they have. Nobody else. 
that's 60 years of, of – oh, no, it's their 50th year this season. So, those are all the guys. All right. All right. All right, cool. Um, shout out to Paul O'Neill. Shout out to Jimmy and Carl. Uh, we got uh, – do we have a – you know what? I, I take that back. I – no, we. I, I take that back. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm just, next week is our last episode before the holiday. I, I got the calendar wrong. So we'll be back on next Monday discussing this West Coast trip. Uh, me Colonel, shout out to you guys. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just sorry for the technical difficulties. Get it on here. Five minutes ago, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.